welcome back to the We Out Here podcast with Conti and Carlo. I'm Conti and joined as always by Mr. Carlo Brown. How are you living today, Carlo? I'm pretty good. Uh, I was feeling a little under the weather. I'm just happy to not to not be in that situation anymore. Um, you know, the universe is good. It's all about growth mentally, spiritually, and doing it from inside out. So, you know, for me, that starts with cellular growth. So, um, you know, we have a mutual friend, the big ace. He was also a guest on the podcast a couple of times. Um, long story short, he inspired me. He did a sober October. So I'm going to take a similar approach to November. And uh, I might even take it a further step than he did. And uh, it's it's not just going to be about drinking. It's going to be about clean eating. It's going to be about doubling up on my exercise regimen. Pretty much just getting myself ready for 2020. Because before you blink, man, it will be a new year. And we will have a lot more things in front of us that we're trying to accomplish. So I'm trying to get the little stuff out the way. That way I can perform at a high level. Word. I hear that. I was about to go, you like went all spiritual and like positive vibes. I was about to say, oh, well, you sick. Did you have any of your fucking bitches out there making you soup? That's what I was going to ask. But you went in a different vibe. I don't know if that question vibes nah, with the vibe that, that we put it out always here. always vibes, so. man. No, nah, no, nah, it always <laughs> vibes, man. And, uh, you know, that's the beauty of life. It's yin and yang. You know, yeah. it's all about balance. So you got to hit them with both so sides. So you have anybody space. rubbing your feet and making you a fucking... Uh, Chicken nah, man, soup, that's dude? actually where I was going next with it. There, there's zero honeys out here with your boy right now. So, you know, I put, so I haven't contacted CTE. She hit me up on, um, <laughs> I'm just laughing that I refer to this person as CTE. I don't know if we went over how that nickname came up from the podcast. I don't know if that was, we well, personally for reference to the people that had, now nah, that was definitely recorded, but if you missed that episode, this woman earned her nickname because of the vigorous blowjobs <laughs> that she gives. And I was afraid she might give herself CTE. No, she gave oh. herself CTE. She got she it. She definitely She got it. If offensive so, linemen get it from banging their heads, then, you know, she got it. She's got yeah. it. But I, I don't like this person because uh, she she's just kind of lame. Um. And just the interactions that we were having after we hooked up. So I just, I haven't contacted her. So, you know, she's been dropped since that episode was recorded. And the other girl that I was talking to, like, you know, like, I don't know, man. That I just stopped talking to her and she hasn't hit me up. So it's like, that's just where that is. So nobody to rub my feet, nobody to make me soup. But I did take a lot of time to just decompress, vibe out. I watched a couple movies, man. There's this movie called Anna with two N's. It was released in 2019. It's yeah, a French. Movie, nah, right? nah, 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 nah. This one is like a French action thriller. I'll send you the link, dude. I watched this movie. Oh, yeah, was, Anna, 2019. I have it on Plex right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, yeah. Psst, son, if you haven't seen that, I have watched not. that. Dude. First of all, she's hot. Ugh. Just watch the movie. All right. I feel you. It's it's like a French action thriller. She um she's a chick who's like supermodel hot, like legit, who uses that to go undercover for the KGB and become a top assassin in the early nineteen nineties. Where? 
Yeah, it was dope, man. So, you know, yeah, um, definitely no one to rub my feet, decompressed, watched a lot of movies. So, you know, that's just really how I'm living, man. I'm just catching up to speed. How about you? I'm living good, man. We, uh, I, a section of my, I, I, uh, a, a chapter of my life that involved court is now over. We free now. We 50% of the way there. So we celebrating. Uh, I got some stories about court, but to celebrate, I'm going to the UFC this weekend. Also, a friend of mine got some extra tickets. So we'll be out there in Madison Square Garden watching Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal's fight, fight for the BMF bad motherfucker title. And, uh, and it's going to be, it's going to be sick. Madison Square Garden, UFC. I've seen Bellator at Madison Square Garden. I've never seen a UFC event in person. So this is going to be, it'll be pretty sick. And it's the UFC's 500th event. So I hope they do something cool, but either way, there's some really good fights. I'll get to be out there. I'm pretty close, pretty in a decent in a decent area uh and uh and oh shit look at this i'm just reading right here because i searched usc 244 you know who's gonna be there son uh so the rock will be there bob Kraft from the patriots will be there oh yeah it's fighting donald trump is gonna be there so Madison Square Garden is going to be popping. There's going to be shit happening all over the place. So we're going to be out there. All in we, and around the city, too, yeah. Hell yeah. So we're going to be. Yeah, but for me, I'm, once that's over, I'm getting back on that train and getting out of here. Because the LIRR, uh, to go back, because I'm on Long Island, for the people that don't know, because I know that there's. Also, shouts to all the people that are just not even from anywhere near here that we don't even know. And actually, yeah, I'm going to go to that, too. I know I'm all over the place here, but shouts to all the people that are from other states out here listening to the We Out Here podcast. I fucks with you. Uh, I want to get to I want to go over some of the uh, go back to the socials and the things is that uh, we're the W.O.H. podcast on Instagram, W.O.H. pod on Twitter. Give us a follow. Get in our DMs. Hit us up. We appreciate y'all. So anyways. For the people that don't know, I live on Long Island, so you could take a train directly from Long Island to Madison Square Garden because Penn Station, which is the ba- one of the big-ass stations, is right underneath Madison Square Garden. But what happens is the LIRR, when you're taking it back, there's the drunk train, which is at like 240-something. And then what happens is uh, after that, after the 240 train happens, then uh, there is no... There's no more service until, um, until like, I think somewhere around, um, like 4 a.m. So what happens is if you don't make it on the two something train, you're just stuck sitting around in Penn Station for like two and a half hours, which is not, there ain't seats in there. Like there ain't no temper pedics you know what i'm saying you ain't gonna do nothing so that's why i gotta get right out of there after that so i'm gonna go to the usc because it's at 10 o'clock and then get the fuck out of there after that but anyways back to court so yo i had to go to criminal court and there are some fucking there's some crazy shit going on in there man there's some crazy shit number one how many dudes showing up with serious cases serious cases in like t-shirts it's a very common practice, man. Uh, I was just at court uh, handling some. This was a few months ago. Just 
I guess I, my registration expired and I didn't know about it and I got a ticket for it. And uh, that's like a misdemeanor offense in Massachusetts. And that's where I'm streaming from people live from the 413 Western Massachusetts. Um, but anyway, just to go by what you're saying, yeah, you go there and you see the other people that have like more serious offenses and, uh, you know, they're in, they might as well just be there in a holy t-shirt and a squeegee. Some of these guys, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it's wild. It's, it's wild, man. Like, like, and then, and then there was people that like knew each other. Like there was a guy that was like a drinking buddy. He was there, he was standing there. So basically the way that this court is set up. You know, mm -hmm. courts all over the place are all different, but basically the way this one works is it's huge. It's like six floors and it's got like, uh, like 10 core rooms on each floor. And basically what happens is you go all the way down to the bottom, you go to this board and there's this big giant board with everyone, with everybody's name on it. That's cycling through the names and you got to look for your name and then it tells you where your courtroom has been assigned to. So I'm supposed to meet my lawyer up there because you know, we ain't, we, we, we need to, we need to make sure everything gets handled nice and well. And it did. It turned out very well. It was a worthy investment. Always make sure you get your own legal representation. Don't go in there thinking you're going to be able to take care of things on yourself. So I represented myself when I beat the case. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Mine is, was a, mine it's wasn't a exactly that. Mine yeah. wasn't exactly a, uh, Hey, I got a simple ticket. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so anyways, um, well, no, I was guilty. I had to prove why. The thing is, I just I paid for the registration the next day, so I was like, I didn't know. And as yeah. soon as I found out, I took care of it. Yeah, kind of shit. So the way this works is that the inside of the courtroom is very small, um, like maybe two long benches worth on each side. So you don't, no one just sits in the court the whole time. So you sit outside. So there's like this C-shaped pew almost area where it's like you can sit down and then basically everyone else just kind of stands around right in the hallway. So, so it's like a semicircle. Well, so basically, no, it's like a, okay. So it's like a long hallway. One side of the hallway is all windows, right? So it like looks out just into the parking lot and the other courthouse. Cause this is the, the district court, the federal court building is right across like the, the thing. So the windows are all on there. And then on the right side of the hallway is a room, a door number, to go into the courtroom and then next to that there's like an indent into the wall where it's almost it's like a little seating area so it's just like uh it's like a, sh a bench that's like in the shape of a u but it's like almost pressed into the wall so like if you're looking down the hallway you just see a hallway and then there's these little like waiting booth areas right next to each door but there's too many people there so not everyone can fit in there so you mostly just stand around so anyways i'm sitting there and there's this guy here who who was probably early 40s but looked like he was in his 50s my man was a big drinker so he bumps into his fucking drinking buddy and they're like and they're like oh he's like oh what's up man uh you know you can't get your keep yourself out of trouble huh and he goes nah i can't keep myself out of trouble he's like i'm back again uh i got another dui and the guy's like joking about it. He's like, my marriage is basically over. Uh, you know, I'm living out of this motel now. And I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. And this guy's just like airing out his business to this guy. That's like, uh, uh, must be like a drinking buddy. Who's also there for that. And it's just like, damn. So he ended up getting, he ended up getting a, like, from what I can understand, a like live, uh, like a live blood alcohol monitor. So like there's this thing where you can put a, they can put a bracelet on you 
and it monitors your blood alcohol all the time. Mm-hmm. So like th- that's how bad it was that this guy mm-hmm. is drinking so much, getting so many DUIs that they got to put something on him that just says you can't drink. You just you off that you off you, uh, alcohol. Not for you. It's not for you, boss. You're it's this. This is closed for you. So that guy's there handling his business. And then there's this other kid here that is 100% high on meth. Mans came in there. And this is the part. It's like, yo, how do you know f- it's meth? Oh, I mean, I knew it was meth from the jump. But later on, when I get to the story, it, it's very clear that it's meth because they For talk sure. about it. So, yeah. but yeah, I mean, he's nodding out. I mean, he's just like, you know, when they have their people on meth more bugged out than nodding out. Isn't that more like a heroin thing? I don't know. I don't I don't do drugs. I'm just asking. But anyway, the guy's on meth. He's nodding out. Continue your story. Well, I'm sorry. Yes. He's not on meth. He was on a very strong narcotic because he was nodding out like a narco, like, you know, like like on something like heroin heroin or things like that. Yeah, Yeah. because he was I said meth. I'm thinking methadone, because that comes which is what they give you for narcotics. But I'll go back to that in a second when we get to the methadone. So Mans is out there. So in this pew area, mind you, this is like a communal seating area. He's sitting there next to his mom, who I assume is his mom. And, uh, and he tries to lay down on the bench and she like hits him and it's like, sit up. Right. So then she's coming through. So then his court appointed legal aide is out there and she's talking to him and she looks at him and she's like, I don't know that I'm going to be able to stop you from going to prison today. And he was like, well, I don't want to go to prison. <laughs> and, she, and, the, and, the, and the fucking lawyer that's giving a beat goes, nobody wants to go to prison. But I don't, I don't think I have a lot of room here to work with to prevent you from going to prison today. So he like blows it off very nonchalantly. He's like, no, I'm going. I got my methadone treatment on the 29th. I'm about to go this and that, you know, like I'm ready to go. You know, they, they got to like. You know, I'm, I, 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 I don't want to go to prison. Like, I'm not going to prison. So now he's like, now it's getting worse and worse where he's like nodding out and he's like, he's like not standing very well. So the lawyer is like, oh shit. Uh, she basically says like, I can't bring him to the mother she, and him. She's like, I can't bring you into the courtroom like this, you know, because then you're definitely going to jail. Like if I bring you in there. so. He goes, so then the mother pulls her aside. And at the time I was like, damn, like that sucks. The mom comes up to him and the mom says straight to the attorney. She's like, why do you think I brought him here? Right. I brought him here so that he can go in front of the judge and face his consequences. So like if he has to go to prison, then he has to go to prison. But I brought him here to stand in front of the judge, not for you to try to get him off in an extension. It turns out that he was supposed to go to prison the last time, but he and but they said, oh, they put you put him on like some sort of probation where he's got to check in and out and all this other shit. So anyways, a little bit later, the mom, she goes like, well, you know, I think you're going to end up going to prison. And now so now he tries guilting everybody. He's like, I won't survive in prison. I'm not going to survive in there. And it's like, okay, first of all. Relax, right? Because, uh, cause like, you're 
like like you know not like the second you go into prison you're not going to get shanked like stop stop trying to guilt everybody like this like i mean prison's not great nobody wants to go to prison but you ain't walking in and getting killed if you have to do four days in prison nobody's fucking shanking you to death unless you're six nine you go to general pop right maybe he gets shanked to death but like regular white guy drug addict is not getting shanked to death so now he's like having a little bit of a meltdown and the mom is like i'm gonna lose my job and after this like i'm I'm leaving. I can't be here for this anymore. So she left. So then this guy shows up and I think it's his dad. And you can tell he's the enabler because now the kid is like wandering around. He like lays down and the dad is like, oh, hey, you know, it's okay. Like, you know, talking to him. So you could tell who out of the family is like the guy that's enabling him. So anyways, the lawyer. So anyways, the lawyer, the lawyer comes outside and she goes like, okay, uh, I talked to the DA and we got a postpone. I think we're going to have a postponement for you. So if you, um, you know, if we get this all taken care of, like we can get you a postponement so you can go do your methadone treatment and then you can come back after that and start going to, I guess, check into like wherever he had to check in with his probation officer. So I get called in. So now I'm in the courtroom for my thing. And so I'm waiting with my lawyer before we go up and they say, let's get some of those postponements out of the way. So they go, this is, they call this kid's name and then the attorney has to go outside and get him. And this guy is like shuffling in. He's got a dress shirt on, not tucked in, right? Wrinkly as all hell. And like, look, I don't want to shame anybody for like what you have or don't have. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying you got to go there in a suit, but like he had a dress shirt, right? Just tuck it in, right? Just, just, just tuck it into the pants. Do something, right? Show something to them when you're going to try to get out of this. So she, he, she shuffle, he shuffles out there and I saw it right in the judge's face that she was not going to let him postpone this trial because she was like the DA and then we're like, yeah, we'll postpone it. But the DA didn't see the kid either. So basically what happens is when you get to the end, the judge has to be the one that signs off and also agrees this is a fair deal. So the judge goes, so the, so the attorney is like, oh, my client, he wants to get postponed to the 28th to do his methadone, blah, blah, blah. So she was like, why is he not in treatment now? If he was out already on probation, like he should have been in treatment now. So then the attorney was like, well, he wanted to go to more intensive treatment. And so there was a, you know, you know, that, 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 that took more time. So she's looking at him and this kid like can't stand up straight. And she just goes, uh, we will not be postponing. We're going to see this court. We're going to, we're going to hear this, this, uh, this trial today. And I was just like, oh shit, this guy's going to prison. And then they call my name and I'm like, oh shit, I'm here in dress pants, dress shoes. I'm not nodding out. I'm giving a yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. We are good to go. I'm going to come up there like, yes, ma'am. How are you today? Yes. Yes. Thank you. Goodbye. Like, I really, we really set the bar as low as it could go right before I got up there. And then I was like, hello, just made a few mistakes trying to fix this shit. Let's go. Bing, bang, boom, out of there. So we closed the deal. But that kid definitely went to prison. So shouts to him because he's in prison right now. That sucks, bro. I mean, he's probably in jail. Sounds more like county jail. Uh, You know, prison's a lot more serious. I don't think they sent them upstate. But um, I mean, if you dip out on your probation, as a long-term drug nah, offender. I guess you sent back to jail. Yeah, it may, might. I don't know. Anyway, I mean, honestly, <laughs> listening to that whole story, you know, I thought about the guy that was originally there in the beginning, and I think to myself, damn, you know, 
that's difficult. You know, you're probably going to lose your wife or going through all that situation. That's probably going to enable him to want to drink even more. Right. Yeah. What about (laughs) the flip side of that? You know, the guys that do everything right and still end up like these fucking assholes that you see. You know what I mean? Like, so, for example, like, imagine if it wasn't, you know, his drinking or anything like that that caused his downward spiral of his life. But then, like, you know, y- you could have just been hearing this at the tail end, the, <clears throat> excuse me, at the tail end of his downward spiral. You feel what I'm saying? Like, what started him to get into this? Like, he probably, he probably got some bad news or something like that. I was just thinking to myself, like, you never really know anyone's stories, but sometimes with the conversations that you do over here, it's just like, damn, dude, like, you're just a fucking idiot. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, when I look at that, like, I think of it as like, these people have serious fucking problems. Like, no one wants to throw their life away for this shit. But at the end of the day, like, I don't know, man, I can't help you. That's your business. I, I got my own shit going on here. But, oh, yeah, uh, but yeah, like, he's got, yeah. like, but that got, like, that you you got real problems if you get in your fourth or fifth DUI and you got to be on a um on a permanent monitor all the time. You know, yeah. it's funny. I was just talking about this yesterday. I went to dinner with one of my friends. We had a close friend of ours in high school who passed away from a drug overdose, and he um he had like a little bit of a drug problem. He had like a fucked up home, and so like shit uh. happened to him. Anyway, so he had a and it's just like and we were talking about it, and I was just like, you know what it is? Is that like you can do everything you want for somebody, but unless they want to change, then it's not going to matter. So like this dad who's out there thinking he's helping by like letting his kid lay down outside of a courtroom while he's reading his book, acting like everything is okay, is not helping the mom who is like, no, if he has to go to prison, if he has to go in front of the judge and go to prison, like he has to face his own consequences. I'm like, that's what you got to do. Cause like, you can't, you can't just be letting these people get out of here. But that guy, man, he was, uh, it, God, it was just, it was so, uh, and also where the fuck were the people that worked at the court? How is there no like court officer just kind of wanders down the hallway? I got this man's nodding out, laying down on benches. No one's going to be like, yo, why don't you fucking relax? Like, what are you doing? You know? So, uh, it's just, I don't know. It was a crazy, crazy world. But then, oh shit. I just remembered this. All right. So when court's over, you got to go down and you get these little piece of paper and then you got to go down to the clerk. You got to pay him their money. First of all, fuck Suffolk County because I had a 200. I was deciding if I wanted to say it. <laughs> I had a $200 fine, right? It was a 200. My, all my shit got played down to one $200 fine, but I got hit with $85 surcharge, another surcharge, another this, another that, another extra charge. They're going to so, do that to you upstate too, bro. That's no, just I know the state that. of New York. I, I get it. I get it. But what I'm saying is that I had a $200 charge and then the, the woman behind the counter is like, you want to pay everything today? I was like, yep. She goes, $580. I was like, God damn. I like it. Like, cause fuck it. Like what? I got 90 days to pay. So what? Like, I'm still going to owe it. So let's just get this over with. Let's get this shit over with. So I paid that <laughs> shit while I'm down there. There's a chick down there yelling, yelling at a clerk behind the window. Like y'all fucking up in here because my husband is upstate at Clinton or no in Marcy and I went to go see him and I wasn't allowed in because 
Y'all say I still have an order of protection against him, but I canceled my order of protection and I was here with y'all canceling that. Now I didn't get to go see my husband. And I'm like, damn, this girl is legit in court. She got an order of protection against her husband. And then he went to prison. And now she's like, I got to lift my order of protection. Go, go see my mans. I was like, this is a crazy world, man. Like there's a, it's just crazy. There's a, it's a crazy world out there. So, cause she's just wilding out there trying to go see her mans in prison. While she had, while trying to get her order of protection canceled against you. But uh, a little word of advice that I would say is that if the state puts an order of protection against your husband on you, probably shouldn't go to court and then argue against it. Probably should just stay separated from that guy. I'm just saying, my two cents, probably, probably shouldn't go visit that guy in prison that you have an order of protection against. Right. <laughs> Yo, I mean, like you said, it's a crazy world out here, man. Yeah. And between Chris Brown slapping hoes and guys nodding out in courtroom, there's douchebags on every level. You just got to find a nice happy medium and hope that you don't end up like one of them. Exactly. I hear that. Speaking of people wilding out, your boy, your boy, Drizzy Drake, that's not got himself. Boy. No, that's no, your no, boy. no, no, no. That's your boy, Drizzy Drake. That. That's your See, boy, Drake. Right. No, 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 no. That's not my boy. You, I, oh, like, that, I like Drake's music, but I am not down with the six god, as he eloquently calls himself. You know, he's too emotional for me. Like, I'm going to quote Charlemagne the God. These waffle-colored Negroes, man, always be out here crying. Take Chris Brown, for example. You see, they two peas in a pod as far as that goes, where they just over emotional. Not 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 my cup of tea. The shit Drake be crying about getting mad at other people for. It's just like maybe you just need to grow some tougher skin anyway. How is he out here wilding up? Because not only did he get a ring for the Raptors, he made his own. He made the one with the boy on it. He made that himself. I didn't know that when we first talked about this. Did you know that? that. Did you know know that that he made his own custom ring? So the two rings he had, he got a player's world championship ring, right? Just like the players did from the Raptors. And then he made his own ring. Because well, actually, I don't. I think the one that he got is more for like the staff and everything. Because it just says like uh, Toronto Raptors and whatever. I'm sure the players probably have their names on it. So he mm-hmm. went and got his own made with a different face, right? That said, the boy on the side of it. Yo, listen, I'm not even going to address the fact that he spent money to get a ring made because that's it's. The whole point of a championship ring is you don't buy it. You know, you achieved it. But I'm not even going to address that. (laughs) I'm going to address with the fact that he gets a staff ring. I know that Drake actually holds a basketball title within the Raptors organization. I don't know if he still does, but I know at one point in time, he was their ambassador he is or still the ambassador. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yes. So, you know, remember, yes. it's a different country. So, you know, they have tons of positions. So, he probably rightfully so got that ring through that stipulation because that's what you would like to think. But then you see that they gave a ring to the other super fan 
that has been to like every Raptors game, even when the Raptors suck. Yo, that dude deserves a ring more than fucking Drake, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because no, Drake is like out. Nah, 100%. Drake is out here tattooing Ke- Kevin Durant's number, Stephen Curry's number on his body. Son. How's, I, how's that my boy? Son, you see what I'm saying? Son, say that's my son, boy. I like, mean, that's not Harlem. You're going to get another man's bot. No. Son, not. that is weird. How do you, like, having a man, like, you out at the club, <laughs> you out at the club, and you, like, hanging out with KD. That's and like then, we friends. You know then, what I'm saying? Yeah, it's not even somebody that you idolize. It's like we friends. It's like me having you on me. Pause. Exactly. Like yeah. I got a Chris Conti tattoo on me. Any girl that sees that's gonna be like that's suspect. But it's not like he has, you know, them physically, but he does have their jerseys. And um That's the same thing. It's like what you mentioned in the previous podcast. Drake is no Spike Lee. You know, the Knicks could go 0 and 82. Spike Lee will be at 41 of them games. Yeah, like just who he is. He's a diehard fan. Drake is so bandwagony. You see him. He was wearing a Lakers LeBron jersey. He was wearing a Cleveland LeBron jersey, a Heat jersey. It's like I mean, I'm a LeBron fan, so keep that energy, Drake. But um, outside of that, all I'm saying is the fact that he gets a ring from the organization. It just shows that <laughs> doesn't show anything. Only thing I'm going to say is if I was a player on that team, I'd be a little salty about that. I'm cool with Drake getting the ring because he's holds a position up. there. And I'm going to assume that he is fulfilling the role in which the Raptors want him to do, right? Because we're all talking about it. What I'm not cool with is the fact that he got his own. Like he just went and got a second one. Like, boy, if you don't fucking stop... Like what are you what are you doing? How are you how are you gonna be out here? Like uh I just I don't man. I that's the part that I don't get. Like, I mean look, I, I don't care, you know, for for me it's just like the way he was behaving all year was like he was gonna get a ring. So I guess I guess it all paid off, man. Like I don't wanna come off like a hater. I wish I could have an NBA championship ring. But, um, you know, just overall, the moves he pulls, I don't think he's the most diehard uh, Raptors fan. I remember when he was trying to celebrate in the locker room. I don't know if it was the Heat or if it was the Cavs or something. I don't, I don't remember what team had won specifically. But he was trying to get into the locker room. And then he literally was mad that they weren't letting him in. Like, no, this is players only. And he's like, what do you mean? Don't you know who like, I am? I'm on the court. I'm out here. He's <laughs> like, yeah, you, do, you don't play, bro. You do not play. But hey, it is what it is, man. You know, it's just it's funny times that we live in. You know, everything's changing. Everything's switching up. So you just got to be able to adapt. Hopefully I could get on. And if Kyrie and Durant bring a championship to Brooklyn, maybe I'll get a ring one day. Yeah, well, I mean, I hope you get an ambassador position with the Brooklyn Nets, you know? I don't want it with the Nets. You know who I officially what? want it with? I don't know. Who you want it with? The new expansion team. The we out here. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Like, I, but yeah, Drake is out here wilding. Drake is, uh, Drake is out here wilding.
Yo, so I got some crazy information today, like a couple minutes right before we started shooting a podcast. So okay, um, for, to not get too specific, what I really do for a living out here, but I travel a lot for work. Um, I have a remote position. I don't really necessarily. I have a home office, you know, things like that. So I don't necessarily have to physically be seen by the people that I report to. So I haven't seen my supervisor because it's not Harlem to have a boss, to quote Dame Dash. Uh-huh. I haven't seen the person I report to since last week. But I called out sick on Monday. I wasn't really feeling well. I was going to go into the office Monday, but I legit was sick. So what's today? Tuesday? Yeah, that was yesterday. Today was Tuesday, um, yep. So I'm just I'm just now, you know, getting caught up. I'm doing a lot of things. I was in the field and uh, I was I was closing business with a potential client. And then I had a question about the deal as it was happening. So I called my boss like three times back to back. He did not answer me. And I just figured it out. Got it done. Long story short, he calls me. I called him again. It was like five, five and some change. And yo, lo and behold, he had a death in a family. His father died. And I think that's just awful, bro, because, you know, it just puts you in the perspective that, you know, sometimes we could think everything is happening to us. That shit revolves around us. And, uh, you know, like the lack of patience, the desire to have shit when we want it, how we want it. And we got to remember that, yo, sometimes like, yo, this shit could just stop at any moment. So I just wanted to say I appreciate you. I appreciate our friendship. I appreciate all the listeners out there listening to us on this podcast. I wish you nothing but health, wealth, and happiness for you and your families because at the end of the day, I think we all deep down want the same things out here. So yeah, I just wanted to share that with the people because um, you know, there was no easy segue into that. I didn't want to start the podcast off with that on some morbid shit. But um, you know, when I found out what happened to him and just you know how you know how I can get so especially when I'm in work mode and business mode like I'm driving back to my home office talking shit on my breath like his motherfucker still ain't calling me back this that, that I had to get it on my own blah 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 and then boom so it's just like always always be kind I guess always give people the benefit of the doubt and just be humble you know what I'm saying I, f- I feel you man that's the truth Cause you're out there running around thinking this guy's not getting back to you. What the fuck? He's fucking up my day. And then it's like you ain't even in his mindset. You know, that's another it's thing. Not something about me. It's not all about me. You feel yeah, what I'm something, saying? Something yeah. Something that. Uh, something that. There was this guy who uh, who was a manager at a place I worked in a sales organization, and um, and now mind you, he like was a real, real big Jesus head, like big, 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 like kind of pushed it almost an inappropriate amount, like just on the fine line of like, it's like he was flirting with too much religion in the workplace. Correct. But like, right. Like an expert <laughs> level of on the level, edge. I think right? any level of religion in the workplace is too much religion in the workplace. Yeah, I hear you, but and it was just never my like HR side coming out. Yeah. Well, no, because it was never like, this was a big company with plenty of HR. Mm-hmm. It was never brought up in a way that it was, it was always brought up in like support, to something. So like if he was trying to explain a point, he would use something as an example. You know, it, he did it 
it was an expert level in the way he did it, where none of it could be marked as inappropriate, but the sum of all the parts was like, this is a little much. Anyways, right. he used to put, and, and turned out that he was trying to fuck like all the girls that were there. So like Jesus was, couldn't save him. But, uh, but, but, you know, he was trying to like get all the chicks with girlfriend, with, uh, with, with husbands and whatever, <laughs> trying to hang out with them. He was up in their DMs, texting them late at night, you know, all that shit. So anyways, I guess he wasn't very godly with his wife, but so, <laughs> so, uh, anyways, he said something that I stuck with me no for a while. I comment on that, man. Yeah. I ain't going to touch that. So That's he, too easy for me. Yeah. That's a layup. So, so he, I'm not trying to offend nobody today. So, so he, <laughs> uh, so he said something once that was like, that actually stuck with me out of all the stuff he said, which was just like, when you have to deal with a customer or a client who's comes in hot and like really mad and upset. He goes, there's an equal percent chance that they're just an asshole, that the worst thing that's ever happened to them happened like earlier in the day. And they just have to come in and handle this today, you know, or they're going through the worst thing that's going through that happened in their life Mm -hmm. right now. And they just, this is their free time to go do something. And so they're just coming off in a bad mood. And that's how I, I took that to like. That's how you got to approach other situations. It's like, you just never know what's going on. So you can only just do what you got to do, man. And yeah, and most importantly, just taking that one step further, um, at least for me, just realizing that, you know, sometimes it's really just best, best to take a step back, remove yourself from the situation so it doesn't feel as personal like this is happening to me like oh my god how could you not hit me back i called you five times it's clearly important it's like dude like i'm not saying that's how it was by the way i'm just trying to really set an example i was talking shit i mean on the way home i'm thinking to myself like yo if i had to rely on this motherfucker we wouldn't have a deal right now but <laughs> yeah you know and that's that's true it's it's true but you know the energy that's around that you know, you just got to really chill. Dude, that's know? like I was telling you with the driving. You, chill. No, you just I, mentioned no. that on the last podcast. It's, what I mean, like, I wasn't even, it's not even upset. It's just speaking that. And then now that you speak it, you think about it, it creates something in your mind. So the next time you see that person that's in the back of your mind, and then now like that energy is off between you and them. It doesn't have to be like that. You know, Th- to quote the the old saying, it's not a meme. It was the same before the memes even existed, fucking kids. But anyway, there's a great saying. Um, you know, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. And, um, you know, just keeping that in mind in the forefront, I've had a lot less problems and stress. But today was a great learning experience for me in the work environment because... <clears throat> To, to put it in people's perspective, if I would idolize any fictional character in the way they get their job done, it would be Ari Gold from Entourage. The uh, <laughs> aggressiveness he brings to the table, the negotiation skills that he has, the relationships he's developed over time, even though he's a complete up complete douchebag i'm not trying to say that that's me the douchebag part even though i can be at times however that's a digression just the overall way he accomplishes things but he moves at 100 miles an hour at all times and that's why he gets angry so easily if you're a fan of the show you know exactly what i'm talking about 
And that's the shit that I'm straying away from because, like I said, this dude wasn't ducking my call. And even if he was ducking my call, see, as in CC, I'm sorry. And that's, I call you that. That is my nickname for you. That's yeah, yeah, Conti's yeah. nickname, people. Yeah. You don't know when I say CC, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah. Anyway, um, basically, uh, even if he didn't, even if he was curving my call, ignoring me, um, I still got my job done. I got what I needed, right? I didn't get it from him, but it still got handled. So, you know, me calling him to press him at 545 to find out, it's just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree, man. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you just gotta let shit go. You can't be stressing over stuff that's out of your control. You know, not to bring up your personal um, stuff in any detail, but you mentioned your court situation being 50% handled. And yep. you were explaining to me that, you know, you wanted to get that other 50% handled quickly. And I was trying to shift, not shift your perspective, but basically say the same shit. Like, yo, bro, as much as I feel you, you can't. You know, you don't want to call them, start pressing them, blowing up their line. Now it's just like, oh, we're going to sweep this dude shit under the table. No, <laughs> no. Know, I mean, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't <laughs> trying to, I wasn't trying to say that I got to, you know, that basically I was just saying that it's, 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 it's frustrating because you paid out all the money and now it's just like an open timeline of like, well, when these people send your paperwork back, then everything is good to go. So I'm just stuck like waiting. Yeah. Yeah, uh, man. yeah, but yeah, I mean, yo, so good news is despite all of this happening and everything that's going on, I received the best news that I've gotten in a long time. And that's the Popeye's chicken sandwich will be available on Sunday and then from every day moving forward. So if you didn't get your sandwich, please go get that deliciousness of chicken sandwich between two pieces of bread with a pickle. I don't know if they put any sauce on. I didn't get a chicken sandwich yet, Conti, so I'm excited for Sunday. I hope the line is not around the corner. Oh, it's going to be around the corner. The line's going to be insane. The line's going to be insane. I want my sandwich, man. I didn't get it last time. I don't see any hype, though. I don't see the buzz on social media. The line's going to be insane. The line's going to be insane. I think Chick-fil-A indirectly created a demand for chicken sandwiches on Sundays. Well, maybe, but that's why I love that Popeyes threw the shade at them like that. Where for the people who didn't see, Popeyes put out an ad. Woo! Sorry. So Popeyes put out an ad where they said, "Oh, the they they went to a like a a road sign that says like, oh, if you pull over at this exit, they got these restaurants, and it said Chick it had Chick Fil A and Popeyes on the sign, and the Chick Fil A says close Sunday underneath it." So they put up a sign underneath the Popeye's one that said open Sunday. And it said, you heard it here first, folks. The chicken sandwich, the spicy chicken sandwich is back on this Sunday, uh, November 3rd. And every other Sunday, like, like, and and all Sundays from now on or whatever. And Mm -hmm. so I was just like, this is such a perfect thing of throwing shade because Chick-fil-A was trying to talk some shit about they had the spicy chicken sandwich then. They were talking shit when they ran out when Popeyes couldn't handle the demand, and now because now um, Chick Fil A has a spicy chicken sandwich, you can just get all the time. 
but no one yeah. wants that because there's no spices in Chick-fil-A chicken because it's for Christian white people. That's why it's closed on Sunday. And so <laughs> I don't and know. So, I don't know what the hype is with Chick-fil-A. I mean, it's good. It's not bad, but it's, it's not like, that good. It's yeah, not that yo, good. Everyone fucking loves it. They say it's the greatest chicken ever. And no offense, it's, it's my white friends that say that. And I just, yeah, because I, I just they don't know up. what they're talking about. Yeah, I just shut up. Right, yes. When was the last time I needed advice from the white man on chicken? I mean, maybe Colonel Sanders. I mean, maybe. I, be, I, I, I told y'all from the beginning that if I disagree, you're going by chicken span, disagree with Bojangles is not the greatest. But you don't know Bojangles. You <laughs> ain't went. Bit, you oh, went you once. Mean? I went twice in a week. Where? Two different locations. Where? One was in Ocala, Florida. And that same vacation, remember I toured the whole state of Florida, right? Yeah. I went and got me some out in Tampa as well. Florida don't count. It's not a real state. It's death's oh waiting. Oh my God. Son. Florida don't count, son. You just Florida, Florida, I gotta, I gotta go to fucking South Carolina, Bojangles. Go, I gotta go no, cross the Mason-Dixon line. <laughs> you gotta go to the South, but Florida's not in the South. Florida is like the rejected part of the South. You gotta. No, go to it really West. is. It's the it's 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 different. If you go to the South and then you get to Florida, it's different. It's, it's because so many people have moved there over the years for retirement. Nobody's from Florida. Everybody migrated to Florida. Yeah, the hurricanes fuck shit up. Doesn't count. Florida doesn't count. Any experiences you had in Florida could don't count. But yeah. So, anyways, uh, yeah, that's the that's the move. But they, I they didn't even let you finish. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm uh, not gonna let you say it. Bojangles is hype. It's good. It's just, it's a close second of Popeyes. Popeyes yeah. is number one. We're endorsed by Hennessy's and Popeyes. Man. I'm cool with Popeyes being number one, but Bojangles is definitely way above Chick Fil A. That's oh, as I say yeah. from the beginning. Oh, facts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chick Fil A. I think people <laughs> just like that they're just nice to you. You know, I hated that shit. Did I ever tell you that about how I hated going to Chick Fil A when I first moved down? So Yo, basically, I, I first play. moved it's down. We're New Yorkers. It's like, why Dude, are you so, telling me to have a blast, damn motherfucker? Me, first of all, that's why. Again, why I want to move because I fucking like. God damn! It's like after I moved, so I lived in North Carolina for a while. After I moved to North Carolina, it took me about six months for the tension in my shoulders to release right it just you don't realize that as an in the northeast you are walking around with a constant tension in your shoulders it's always there and you don't realize it and you and when you're down there if like you know it's just like oh if someone is talking to the cashier at the gas station they're just like oh how y'all doing today and they're like oh i'm good Oh, how's this? And in your mind you're like get the fuck let's fucking go and it takes like 6 months for that to just kind of fade away it doesn't go away all the way but you just the the tension in your shoulders comes out so anyways i used to go now just a quick segue i was at a diner in the south Uh uh-huh and i was just getting pissed at the amount of times this this nice waitress wanted to ask me if i was everything was okay it's like you know the more you ask me that (laughs) the less what i'm saying is okay (laughs) after a long time of being out there and getting used to how people are just polite because we always assume that they're just saying that shit to try to get more money out of my tip. Like you're trying to get a better tip. And if you don't shut the fuck up, I'm not giving you a tip. Leave me alone. Or if someone comes up to you and they ask you how you're doing, you're like, why? Why you want to know how I'm doing? What you, what, 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 what swindle are you trying to pull over on me? So what you trying to do? But people are just genuinely polite. And so uh, it's, it's, it's weird to get used to. So anyways, I used to hate going to Chick-fil-A because I would go and I'd have my headphones in and I'd go on my lunch break. 
and I'd go walk over to it and I'd put my headphones in and I'd sit down and people would always constantly keep coming over and be like, do you need me to get your refills? Do you need me to get to that? And I'd take my headphones out and be like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. And so it's like, so I just stopped going for a while. I was just like, fuck that. And see Bojangles, they don't fuck with you. You go, you do whatever you want. So you go sit in the corner of your headphones and ain't nobody going to bother you. So that was that was another reason why I love that. But I, it just it just was I couldn't. I can't front. That was some of the biggest chicken I've had. It's like they pump it full of stuff. Um, You know, it, it was good. I'm not accusing them of putting steroids in their chicken. I, it was just very plump is what I'm trying to say. Just big pieces of chicken, <laughs> juicy, seasoned well. Or, but uh. I don't know what they do with that Louisiana breading, man. Just, oh, yeah. it's like my aunt, sir. Every time I see the Popeye's Louisiana commercial on TV, that <laughs> black like woman, I'm like, I want to give her a kiss on the cheek and just hold her. <laughs> yeah, Isn't she just like an actress, though? Like, yeah, she's not even real. She's not that's even what I'm saying. Like, that ain't like, this is good marketing. Yeah, exactly. You know their audience. Yeah. Deidre Henry. She's from Barbados. <laughs> she's yeah, not even like, fucking from Louisiana, you see? Well, I don't know. Maybe she lived there. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. She. Deidre Henry. Let's see. Oh, damn. This girl don't even they make her Wikipedia. do the accent and everything. Yeah. She don't even got a Wikipedia. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. So she was. Oh, no. She went to Atlanta. She went to a okay. high school in Atlanta. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So she's got a pass. Was from. She's bad. She's yeah. allowed. She's there. Yeah. She moved to Atlanta, Georgia when she was 10. Nah, but she cool. Even if I don't want to expose her, let's not dig any deeper into that. Ruin people's uh feelings towards her for what she does. Cause yo, look at Jared Fogel, man. <laughs> <laughs> I take any moment to take a shot at Jared Fogel if you can't tell. I mean, that guy's a big piece of shit. Like that's why he's in Fucking prison. Worst, hell yeah, yeah, man. I hope he rots. He will. Yeah, I mean he is. Ain't he doing like a forty year bid or some shit like that? Uh, <clears throat> I don't know how long it is. Excuse me. Um, I just know that those guys sometimes, you know, pull shit to get off earlier. No, no I'm is, just saying, uh, like you know, like whether they be like giving up, whether that they decide to give up other pedophile rings they may know about and shit like that. No, he's got to do so because it's federal. He got a 15-year bid. He's got to do 13. Okay. That's still light. In. That's light. For the shit uh, that they found in his house, that's light. Yo, I he mean, was abusing kids for years. Uh, I'm not even going to touch that. All I'm going to say is that he went in in 2015. He's doing a 15-year bid. So he ain't getting out until 20. You don't think 15 years is light? Because we can bring up other offenses that get you locked up 25 to life. That's that's why I said I'm just punt. I punt. I punt. He get his out in t- in 2030. I'm not getting into a discussion about what like I like I don't know nothing about the case. I'm not detailed enough. I'm not getting into it. I don't know nothing about it. He's a big piece of shit. He's doing 15 years. Punt. Ooh. He's doing He's doing his time in Inglewood Correctional Facility, too. Oh, they beat the shit out of him as soon as he got there. There was a st- yeah. Oh, seriously, you can yeah. see the video. They threw him down the stairs and everything. That's like, what they happened. beat the fucking shit out of him. His stay hasn't been pleasant at all. Yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, it's crazy. Now listen, man, just 
I'm not even trying to, you know, get into anything to offend anybody on the podcast with the next thing I'm about to say, because we're all victims of certain things in our lives to some degree. And I'm not trying to open up any old wounds in anybody's life. I'm just really just trying to express my own personal view that I think that those type of individuals, yes, pedophiles and also rapists are of the lowest scumbags in the that the criminal justice system has to deal with um you know because the impact of what they do the ripple effect and i'm not trying to get into anything too specific because everything that we do has <clears throat> everything that we do has a ripple effect but when you just see that so you know i know that the, there's a there's a strong sense of community uh in the prison system where, you know, despite all their differences, they all pretty much come together and gang up on fucking pedophiles and rapists because uh, because of what I was just expressing. So when I heard that they beat the shit out of him as soon as he got there, like, I felt bad. I think they put him in. Did they not put him in protective custody or is he back in general pop now? I have no idea. It was I a just, huge. Yeah. Not, yeah, it was a huge thing when they beat the shit out of him. I was just like, damn, he ain't going to make it. <laughs> Probably not. He probably won't. So you copping that new Call of Duty, man? I'm telling you, we playing, we out here playing that new Call of Duty, and uh, and it is uh, it is it is fucking good. It is good, man. I don't know, man. I'm. I got a lot of other things accomplished right now. As soon as I'm done here, I'm actually gonna head down to LA Fitness and talk about signing up for a membership with them. So I might have to drop some bread there on the spot, and uh, from there I gotta hit the grocery store, things like that. Looking at some movie theater seats I want to buy for the crib. So you know, just right now, video games isn't on my forefront. I know it's only sixty bones, but. I don't know. Movie theater seats. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I'd like to get some home theater seats. Damn, that's big bread. You getting paid well out there, huh? I'm not bad. Get to live it. Um, most importantly, it's actually not that bad. I saw a nice love seat combination with the center console, cup holders, leather. That was going for about seven hundred dollars over at Ashley Furniture. Um. You know, I, I probably want the triple seat and then a love seat, but the challenge is getting the ones in the back on razors. That's where now it's going to probably push like three G's for the whole setup. And we ain't even get the sound system or the fucking projector screen. So it ain't going to be cheap. But, you know, like I said, I'm looking into, I'm not looking to buy it right away. But hence why I was like, you know, I'm looking into other things. So, you know, I got to allocate some paper towards that if I'm going to achieve that goal. You feel what I'm saying? I hear that. I did an install. I put a projector in my uh, in my friend's basement. His wife got it for him for birthday or something. So I priced it all out for her, and then we did the install. That shit was so clean, man. I ran the, all the cords through the ceiling, put that projector, popped it right up in there, power outlets, everything. All Put a power outlet right in the ceiling so you could plug into there and then put the HDMI plug right up in there so you could just go boop right up into it. And then all the other cords were hidden in the ceiling, went out, put the speakers in, man. That shit looked great. I mean, it's it ain't cheap, but if you do it nice, it's very, it's very nice. It's very, very nice. 
No, right, yeah, that's what's up, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, all right, man. Well, I think that's a, I think that's another episode in the books. So, uh, you got anything uh, else for the people today? No, nah, I'm all set, man. You know, I'm always happy to be here, just doing what I do. All right, then, man. So, uh, thanks for everybody for listening. Don't forget to follow us on social media: the WOH Podcast on Instagram, the WOH Pod on Twitter, and uh, we'll talk to y'all next week. Peace.